When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 23rd, 2023. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Joey Slenzak. How you doing, Joey? Hey, Andy. Great to see you again this week. Uh, just, just keeping things going, yeah. <laughs> Great to have you here too. And joining myself and Joey today, we have the softly spoken Gordon McLaren. And how you doing, Gordo? How are we doing, everyone? No, I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm very well. I'm well rested after a, a good four week break there, like a mini summer. Um, for except we don't actually go away in the summer anymore. We just find new leagues to get involved in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Although, although the Japanese league, I don't know if you saw the announcement two days ago in the twenty six twenty seven season, they will be moving to an August through make football calendar. Instead of what they currently do, which is very similar to the MLB baseball season, and, and they they have summer football, not anymore. Well, not from twenty twenty six. That is a bit crushing for you personally. I know because, like, by the time United as title challenges died, Urawa will have also fucked their chances at winning the league. So you'll have like both. Of, you won't have it spread out anymore. I can enjoy summer. I'll I'll go and play golf. Maybe if I've got the time, it'll be lovely. But it's great to have you back, Gordon. It was just a little bit of fun at the top of the show. There, Uh, regular listeners will know Gordo is uh, on basically every show, apart from the last four or five, because he's been out in Australia on his honeymoon. Um, I don't know. He's exploring the sites. What'd you get up to? Did a lot of surfing, a lot of snorkeling. uh, Drove a lot of kilometers. None of those miles over there, um, but yeah, it's pretty pretty dynamite. Um, I I was just talking to Joey about like in Melbourne they've just built a brand new, um, a, a, they've renamed one of the stadiums the Marvel Stadium, like kind of the Avengers style Marvel Stadium, Iron Man stuff. Yeah, right. so we're we're having a we're talking about who actually plays in it, and it's the most mental multi use stadium. It's like AFL, rugby, cricket. The ladies uh, for oh, Melbourne wow. all play in this one stadium. But like, I, I definitely switched to that. It's incredible. It's like right on the Docklands. But yeah, didn't actually uh, watched quite a lot of. Um, I listened to all the podcasts back to back to back to back to back on the the flight home. Uh, so I got the highs and lows of um, your seven of eight week. Um, oh, that was good. Yeah, and the lows of the non seven of eight weeks. <laughs> Yeah, we had a we had a mixed bag in there, but good to have you back. And um, yeah, back to the three man show format, just Chris, just for Christmas, but also every other week after Christmas. But it's nice that it's happened before Christmas. Uh, hello to everyone watching the show on Patreon. Um, we get we'll do a wee plug before the break for Patreon, but of course you get the video content, so you get to see the three of us and me resplendent in my uh, brand new twenty twenty three Dundee United Christmas jumper. Like that, like the hexagons there. The presence, the Santas, the United Crest, the line rampant. It's all on the go here. I mean, Patreon you're only. doing a fab job for the Dundee United store. Uh, <laughs> sorely, sorely needed. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, you would you would be able to see that. You'll be able to see Joey in his lovely get up as well. Um, I mean, we oh, are yeah. all in tangerine green or black. <laughs> <laughs> We've coordinated this very, very well. In support as well, that that love his charge at the World Championships this year. Good luck, Barney. Well, before we crack on to the, the show, we all want to hear the betting tips for, for this weekend. But before that, of course, we'll recap last week how we got on there. Another mixed bag, but pretty decent overall. Um, my banker, huh. It came in because, you know, I put these bets on at Bet365. It was Man City against Crystal Palace. So you got paid out 
uh, when Man City took a 2-0 lead in the 54th minute. But our co-host Jerome will be delighted, hardcore Crystal Palace fan, the fact they actually came back in stoppage time to draw this 2-2. So the bookies paid out in the win. That was all well and good. But Man City didn't win the game. Palace got a point. Yeah, and in uh, in my banker, we had Wrexham to win, uh, just shy of 1-2, to two, and it was looking great. They scored in the first minute, or in the first five minutes, to go up 1-0, but then they had a red card in the first half. Um, ultimately grabbed a second-half goal to go up 2-0, and then saw things out and finished 2-1. So I'm glad that wasn't uh, quite as stressful as I was expecting it to be after that red card. That could have gone definitely wrong. <laughs> Worked out just fine in the, uh, at least the 365 anyway, the banker double paid out. On to the value picks. Now, I really fancied St Mirren at home tomorrow here. The bet did not come in at even money, which was a shame. It was a nil-nil draw. St Mirren had more shots, they had more possession, and they missed a second half penalty. I feel a wee bit aggrieved at this one, <laughs> that it should have come in and it didn't. I backed St Mirren. Yeah, I'll... <laughs> I got a lot of people back St Mirren in this because it just looked really good. And and they had the chances. They had a penalty, for God's sake. Like They should have won the game. Didn't. Sports betting, eh? Time's the break. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the way she goes. And uh, similarly, my uh, my value pick was a little heartbreaking as well. I had Westerlow, both teams to score in over 2.5. And this actually finished 2-0 to Westerlow. But my boys, Oopin, Oopin, Oipin, Upin. <laughs> However you want to pronounce them. Um, they had 15 shot attempts, seven of which were on target, and they created 1.1 XG. Um, the fact that they weren't able to score against one of the leakier defenses in the league is definitely frustrating. Yeah, a couple of frustrating value picks there, but um, we were very, very close on both. Just one goal in each game that, by the stats, they should have got and didn't. So not too disappointed with that. We're on the right side of them for sure. On to the outsiders then, and my outsider was a fucking 92 away shot, and it went exactly as I predicted, on the nose. Dundee United nil, Wraith Rovers won, so backing against my own team as home favourites, top of the league home favourites against second place, it just went exactly as I expected. Wraith pressed Dundee United, we can't deal with it, we have one game plan, we're unable to create anything of note as a result. Wraith had more shots, more shots on target. They scored a very good goal on the hour mark. And we had nothing when it came to trying to reply. They just shut up shop and saw the game out. So a win for Wraith Rovers 1-0 and my outsider came in at over 4-1, 9-2. It was a very, very good shout. And did you see Wraith's uh, Twitter post about the game, which was just very funny? Like after they posted the updated league table, which obviously shows... They're five points ahead now. We've got a game in hand, but they're five points ahead. Wraith, Dundee United, Partick, I think, mm-hmm. is in th- are in third. And then Dunfermline, who they blurred out in fourth. <laughs> Just because they fucking hate Dunfermline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So Sorry. It is <laughs> Just wonderful. Like, the top four removed. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. But yeah, Joey, how'd your outsider get on? Uh, yeah, my outsider looked really good on paper. I had uh, RWDM. RWD Mullenbeek uh, versus uh, St. Troyton. And I like to draw on that one. Great form for it. And then Mullenbeek ran out three no, three no winners. A um, couple goals in the first half, goal in the second half. It was, it was pretty much done and dusted. St. Troyton are definitely not going to be the team to go out and put up three, three, four goals away from home. So once they, uh, once they went up three, no, that was, that was pretty much that. Yeah. Hey. On to the charity then and we did get the previous two weeks running charity bets in I let it down this week Kilmarnock away at Livingston 6-5 to five for the away win this was another 0-0 nil, nil, and another frustrating goalless draw Kelly more possession more shots more shots on target didn't win the game although it does seem they got a little lucky because Livy missed a penalty in the second half of this one so um yeah, another nil-nil. Really close for me for an excellent week, but a couple of nil-nils in there have uh, taken the shine off it, although with the outsider win, more, more than made up for it. All right. Yeah, my uh, my charity portion, or my portion of the charity double, though, did come in. Um, I had Everton away to Burnley, and this was paid out in 25 minutes. Um, 
Everton went up 2-0 after uh, Andre Onana. Not Andre Onana. I'm thinking of my dear United. Um, <laughs> Amadou Onana um, and then Michael Keane. They uh, Two first half goals and then they ran out 2-0 winners. They just saw it out. There really wasn't too much from... Burnley had some chances. They created 0.8 XG, but really not too much. Uh, not too much there. That's about to be expected. Did you see... So um, no, mm. I was just going to say, uh, the um, do you, Garth Crooks does a team of the week every week and they're always so unhinged. Like People slate them constantly. Like, he, he never plays anyone in the right position. Like, And he, he just has like people just continually sweating. Like, playing Phil Foden as like left back. Or like like <laughs> none of the players scored last week that he picked. Like they they because they, they, they're Jew, Gordon. Because they're Jew. Because so they had so they basically had all this stuff in here, right? But he had Amadou and uh, Man United's Onana in there as well. And the top comment was, "Are we sure both?" Because it just says Onana. He's like, "Are we sure which Onana's in which position in his team?" Just like <laughs> the big man in midfield. But yeah, it sounded like he's worked. He ran it close all week. We did. It was it was a good week overall. Um, but it could have been really, really good. And it was a shame not to hit three weeks in a row for charity. That was unfortunate. Um, but hey, it'll be a bigger charity bet this week. What with it being a treble rather than a double. Um, just a reminder, listeners, we do have a Facebook group as well. Just search Trample Bet Podcast. Come and join in the chat there. I had an eighteen to one winner in the Facebook group live and play this week in the darts with Manlock Leon. Beating uh, Gian Van Veen, just just he was that he was ten to one pre-game, um, and then nine to one when it when it started. So I just put it up in the Facebook group, and I know a couple of guys got on it and made significant sums. So uh, it's always nice when something like that happens. Obviously, the darts is going to be on all throughout Christmas and New Year, uh, and rather than put it on a weekly show like the podcast. If anyone sees a good pick or I think there's something particularly good in there, I'll stick it in the Facebook group. So do search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook and join up. We also have a Patreon channel where you can give something back to the show uh, in the form of £6 a month, but you get a whole lot of stuff in return. So already mentioned you get to see all of us on video uh, as we record this. It also gets released as soon as we record it, so you don't have to wait for the podcast to come out on all the normal channels. On a Thursday, you'll get it um, on Wednesday night. Which is uh, which is lovely, and you also get the cheat sheet. That's all the picks from the podcast written down in a handy JPEG format. You can just pull it up on the phone app or log on to the Patreon website. Uh, we really appreciate all the patrons. We'd love some more, um, and we're about to go to another special patron. But the mid section where we talk about picks that we liked for the weekend that didn't quite make the final cut of the show. So if you're listening to the podcast, we're about to head to an ad break. Patrons, we'll see you in the mid section. Catch you after the break. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, December 23rd, 2023. We have Gordo back. So, three picks. A pick from each of us for bankers, values, outsiders, and then we'll round the show out with a pick each for a charity treble. Tenor of our own money goes on that, and it'll be Gordon's, considering I've been backing them all forever, for ages now, because he's been swanning about, interfering with koalas. (laughs) Presume that's what you did. I don't know. I don't know. I did hold one. Allegedly. They're, they're, they are very soft. Interfering with koalas. What a phrase. Full of chlamydia. Koala bears. I have heard that. Yes. That was that was yeah. part of the, the the thing they were talking about. It was uh, uh, uh in fact that was that was the one one of the most interesting parts of uh the honeymoon was the fact that <laughs> the two people doing the koala uh experience were me and the uh relief pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, absolutely in the world series um so it was i can't remember the fella's name i'd have to look him up here again um because he's like it's a relief pitcher so to, he's a relief pitcher for a team that i'm not that interested in so he doesn't have any fantasy value to me <laughs> and he also the marlins don't play the diamondbacks constantly so it's not as if i'd be seeing him all the time um, but yeah, Joey, I, I forgot to mention this to you yeah, basically the, uh, during this quality experience i was like that guy looks really familiar uh, and he had the World Series hat on, and then I text the boys, I was like, here, I think I'm sitting beside, I think it's Romero, or whatever his name was, um, 
Anyway, it turned out it was this fella. Lovely guy. But yeah, during the oh, quality yeah. presentation, I spent most of it in like, it's this player. <laughs> <laughs> and, and apparently the chlamydia fact was the only uh, only thing that, that registered thing that entire yeah, presentation. Apart, apart from right? him, yeah. <laughs> so Andy, take us to the banker, mate. I, I can't... I, I don't have much more to contribute. Let's to let's go to that. So I'm just I'm just pouring myself a glass of a, a Christmas glass of wine before we get here. You know, how people have New Year's resolutions. I like to do it before New Year. I've been drinking a, at least a bottle of wine a night for the last week. This is a, nice. this is my sort of thing. You you basically Big turn day. yourself into like um, I don't know pickle essentially. Oh, so I, so, so I can fully de so I can fully detox in January. Oh right, okay, yeah. yeah. Obviously. I believe the term is rattling as opposed to detox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got got to make use of this too. annual leave. You need, you know, got to go hard at it over the Christmas period. You can't turn into that cold. You need to ramp up to it. All right, okay. This no, is you a, don't just, like a training regimen. Cheers, man. Yeah, cheers. You don't you don't just go throwing ninety straight out the gates, Gordo. You know you have to do some soft toss first. So that's you what this it, is. Need... Perfect. Good to hear. Here we go into the picks. This is what the people want to hear. I am in the English Premier League on Friday evening at 8pm for the televised game between Aston Villa and Sheffield United for my banker. The home win for Villa here is a stick-on and it's 1-5. to five. Uh, They're absolutely flying in the league this season. They actually have a chance. So if they win this game, they'll go top of the Premier League, albeit probably for a short period of time as the rest play catch-up over the weekend. But top of the league if they win this game. They've got 38 points from 17 games. They're only one point behind Arsenal. Sheffield United, on the other hand, Dead last in the league. 20th spot. They've taken only eight points all season from 17 matches. Scored 12 goals, but conceded 43. Like that, that is an inordinate number. Like that is so many goals they've conceded. Like the, the most in the league by, by a country mile. Um, form wise, Aston Villa's top of the league's five game form table. They've taken 13 points from the last five matches. And that's included matches against Arsenal, Tottenham, and Man City. So they are doing it against the very best English Premier League have to offer. Sheffield United, they've only managed three points from the last five games. They've scored twice and conceded 12. They are leaking everywhere. Villa are great just now. This is a Villa win all day. It's one to five. It's a banker. Just put it on all your coupons. It'll come in. Um, nice one. Yeah, I'd looked at, looked at Villa in there, but um, I'd already found my banker at that point and yeah, let's talk about it. So I am in Italy. Uh, this is a Friday night, uh, which all good bankers should be, uh, with the potential to ruin the entire weekend immediately uh, before it's even got off. Um, so yeah, so I, I am in Italy on Friday night. This is AC Milan away at Salernitana. Um, and consider Salernitana in this spot here, Andy, to be almost the exact same as Sheffield United. They have yep. taken eight points this season. They have played uh, 16 games, they've scored 12, and they conceded 34. This is a league oh. where everyone wins 1-0. Uh, yeah, so 34 goals is, is impressive there. It is very impressive. So AC Milan have been really good here. They've been, they're in third place. They're, I mean, they're, they're miles behind uh, Inter uh, for, for, for winning the league here. Um, but they're kind of in a transitional year here where they've got a lot of young guys coming through. They've got Pulisic, who's been who's been really good for them, as Joey will attest to. He's, he's finally cracked a bit of form. Um, and they've been good of recent. They beat Newcastle away uh, at the uh, in the Champions League to, to ensure that they got through. Last weekend, they beat Monza, who are a better team than Salernitana, 3-0 at home. Um, Salernitana's form is pish. You know, they've, they've lost... 4-1 to Atalanta, they lost 2-1 to Bologna, they lost 3-0 to Salernitana. They had a really lucky win over Lazio, um, where they both they scored very late and Lazio completely lost the head after going up 1-0. Um, but yeah, I just think AC Milan have got way enough to beat Salernitana. And at 2-5, it's an excellent price to get them to do so. Mm -hmm. So, I'll be on AC. Joey, where is your Sheffield United slash Salernitana you're backing against? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's later in the show. I put that in the uh, the most important slot, the uh, the chariot, in case anyone was was curious. Um, no, my uh, my banker this week is going to be in England, uh, the Championship, and I'm looking at Leeds versus Ipswich, and I like both teams to score at just shy of three to five, kind of around like that one point five seven ish mark. 
Um, so that's going to be on Saturday at 12.30 p.m. And we've got a top three battle with third place Leeds hosting second place Ipswich. And so this should be a pretty entertaining match with both sides boasting top five offenses in terms of goals scored. And Ipswich are actually leading the league in goals scored with, I think it's 46, just, just, just shy of 45 goals. Um, and so Leeds, Leeds have been solid at home so far, but they've struggled keeping clean sheets with both teams to score in nine of their 12 home matches and six of their last nine overall. Ipswich have scored in 25 of 26 comp- competitive matches, which is how you get to the leading leading highest offense in the uh, the league, uh, the most goals scored. And they've seen both teams to score in nine of their last 11 matches overall and four of their last seven away matches. The reverse fixture earlier in the season was a 4-3 Leeds win at Portman Road. And these, <laughs> these sides are both more than capable of blowing this wide open. Uh, given the current form they're in, so I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't be surprised if there's two one two two, more than more than three goals, but we'll we'll get one one at the very least, and I think one point five seven is a great shout. Zero point awesome. zero seven over my uh, my rule. I can't believe it's been flaunted in the last four weeks. You've just been allowed to do this, but uh, you know no, I, I gotta push the rules as much as long as it comes in, as long as it I, comes in, as long as it comes in. I... And if it doesn't, to be fair, I would. You can to be fair, Gordo, I was actually looking at uh, I was looking at a banker potentially three to five, maybe a little higher, depending on uh, where it drifted. But we ended up left that in the outsider slot, so I, I, I kept it within reason. There we go. Then, so the banker treble this week, if you fancied it, is wins for Aston Villa and AC Milan, and both teams to score in the matchup between Leeds United and Ipswich Town, one point six four to one. So over over even money, over six to four for the treble. Okay, on to the value picks then. And mine has significantly gone up in price in the last few hours. And I don't know why. So I don't know if there's big news here that's uh that's changed the price so much, but this was four to six earlier in the day, and now it's twenty one to twenty. So that's oh, wow. That is a, sig- a bit of a move. That is a significant uptick in price, but I still like it anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. Let, maybe, maybe, maybe check why this is. Friday, seven forty-five p.m. in the Scottish Championship for Wraith Rovers versus Air United. Wraith Rovers just keep on winning. Um, they were my outsider last week against then top of the table Dundee United, and they won. Um, so they're not. Top of the championship with 39 points from 16 games. Air are back in sixth place with 17 points from 15 games. Wraith, a perfect 15 points from the last five league matches, so obviously top of that league's form table. Air have managed five points in that spell. Wraith also lead the way in terms of home game form. They've taken 17 points from seven home matches. They're gritty, they score goals, they win football matches. They win football matches by leading from the front and they win football matches coming from behind. The momentum they built up doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. I reckon they're a stick on here. It's a really mediocre run of the Air United team. And you will get Wraith at 21 to 20, which is ridiculous that they're bigger than even money. Yeah, recently revived to 21 to 20 from up from four to six. Up from four to six. This was four to six earlier today when when I was writing the write up, and I still and I, and I liked it at four to six. So I absolutely love it at twenty one at twenty. Okie dokie. that's fine then. Um, well, yeah. If anyone finds out if there's a bug in the race camp, uh, I mean, I might find out tomorrow morning and might need to put loads of comments under the Patreon post, the Facebook post, and stuff like that. They've all got in the race. They've all got COVID. Half the team's going to be out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They'll still be air. Yeah, they probably will, actually. Um, For my value, then, uh, I'll be taking us to the English Premier League. Um, It's not not a league I'm often in outside of Batting City as a banker. Um, And I'm going to be taking Bournemouth away at Nottingham Forest. uh, And you'll get the the nice odds of 17-11 for the potential for a Bournemouth away win here. Uh, Forrest are so bad that they've just sacked their manager. Steve Cooper is out at this point. Um, they've also just appointed one about three hours ago. Who have they brought in? Because I, I, I don't have a, a write-up on that. Who's 
Nuno Espirito Santo. Oh, really? Yeah, really? back from a wow. stint out in Saudi Arabia. Obviously, very successful as Wolves manager took them into a European campaign. Did they did they finish runner up or made the semi finals of um, the UEFA competition? I think so, it would have been an FA, yeah, FA Cup qualification or something like that. But he's, um, yeah, he's done. I mean, will that give them a boost? The new manager bounce here, Gordo, do you think? Or Jing Bournemouth are just too good and he'll come in first game untested and be like, and really realise, shit, this, this is what this job entails, keeping this team in the Premier League. Well, let me take you through Bournemouth's last five results. A 3-0 away win at Man United. Uh, a 2-0 away win at Crystal Palace. Drawing two each with Villa, who were, who are, we are flying. have covered, are yeah. flying. A 3-1 win over Sheffield United and a 2-0 win over Newcastle. Now that's enough for me in those last five fixtures to take Fair. a stab at them playing away from home against actually the worst form team in the league. Not even Sheffield United are as bad as not no, the worst over got, the last five games. They've got three points over the last five yeah. games, Sheffield United. One, so yeah. one point for Nottingham Forest over the last five in there. So scored three, conceded 12. You're right, there may be a new manager bounce that that happens on the back of this, but that's the reason you'll be getting Bournemouth. It's came up, it's went up in price since I had I, I, I backed them in Lovely. there because they'll be pricing in that kind of stuff because it's not Cooper that's doing it anymore. So you'll get them at see most recent odds seventeen to eleven to 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 win this game, which is quite thirty one to twenty. Thirty one to twenty at three six five, so better than six to four. That's a big price, big price. Yeah, so big. Joey, what controversial pick <laughs> that's uh, randomly shifted in price over the last five hours do you have for your value show? Yeah, I, I'm hoping my value is a little less controversial. I mean, to be fair, Gordon, we'll see uh, what Matt Halsell has to say in the uh, the Facebook group about that Forest pick. Um, you might, based on yeah. how that went last week with uh, with Callum and Callum and Killy. Um, <laughs> Maybe they might know more than we do, but hopefully yeah. in this case, we, Your own we, team. we're on top of that, uh, ahead of that. But no, I'll, I'll, I'll still be in England for my uh, value shout. I'll be in the championship still. Um, and I'm looking at Plymouth Argyle against Birmingham. And sticking with goals, I like both teams to score. Green Army! <laughs> Green Army! Green yeah. Army! Um, and so you can get that just shy of even money, about 1.95-ish. That's on Saturday at 3 p.m. And we've got a proper mid-table battle. And while I'm expecting Plymouth to win this, and I was actually looking at them potentially as my value shout, them to win outright, um, it won't be without conceding chances. And I think both teams are scoring over, over 2.5 is the best way to tackle this one. Plymouth have seen both teams are scoring over 2.5 in five of their last nine overall and five of their last eight home matches. While Birmingham have seen both teams scoring over 2.5 in six of their last nine overall and three of their last five away matches. So the big the big variable here is Rooney as a manager. And he has not been great so far. Um, he's had seven losses in his first 11 matches in charge, but there has been a recent uptick in form, uh, picking up seven points in the last six matches compared to one point in their first five matches. Um which is a little better. And part of that is they're kind of starting to get that offense ticking a little bit, starting to figure things out. I think they have some uh, defensive injuries and absences, which have kind of led to stead form um, more so than Rooney's tactics. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a little too optimistic, but I'm sure we'll have uh, some comments in the Facebook group on that. But Plymouth have actually scored two plus goals in seven of their last nine home matches but they've only had three clean sheets in those nine home matches. And after watching Birmingham versus Leicester on Tuesday, Birmingham really created plenty of chances. And this was against the Leicester side that had not conceded two goals to a single team the entire season. And they ended up losing three, two granted. There were some fortunate breaks, but ultimately Birmingham just really vulnerable on the counter. And so I think Plymouth can capitalize on that. And so if Birmingham do decide to really push for this and, kind of flex their muscle a little bit, this uh, this could be a very wide open match. And I'd expect two, maybe three from Plymouth. And then it would it would just come down to like a consolation goal kind of thing for uh, for Birmingham. But I think it should be should be pretty evenly matched. And both sides are conceding 30 plus goals through 22 matches. So this is it's not like this is a an elite defensive 
matchup. This is this is just going to be who can finish the chances. <laughs> Hopefully, both of them and lots. That's what that's, that's what we're after. So a value goal. a value treble this week then. A home win for Wraith Rovers against their United, an away win for Bournemouth in Nottingham Forest, and over two and a half goals in both teams to score in the match between Plymouth and Birmingham. Works out on Bet365 at 9.2 to 1. So a tenner into over 100 quid if you fancied that. That's what I'll be taking. Okay, on to the outsiders. I am. I have a big outsider this week. It's not as big as the 92 shot last week, um, but hopefully we can get this one in at 3 to 1. And I'm looking for a draw on Sunday at 1pm in the English Premiership, sorry, English Premier League, it's not been the Premiership for years and years, between Wolves and Chelsea. The teams are only separated by three points in the league, Chelsea in 10th place with 22 points, Wolves in 13th with 19 points. Form-wise, the teams are also pretty equally matched. Chelsea have taken six points from the last five league fixtures, Wolves have taken four. Wolves have managed 12 points at home this season. Chelsea have picked up 10 on the road. Of Wolves' last five home games, three of them have been draws. That's against Forest, Newcastle and Aston Villa. Obviously, Newcastle and Villa pretty good form right now, so they're capable of making it difficult for the good teams at Molyneux. Of the last five times the sides have met, three of those games have ended in a draw. I think this one will most likely also be a draw, and you get 3-1 to one for it, so that's quite a decent price. Nice. Well, a similar pick for me, but I get to I get to have a Shakespeare intro, which is in Fair Verona, where we lay our scene. This is a draw I'll be backing in the Italian Sierra A between Verona and Cagliari. I think now, you may have I think you may have overestimated our listenership there, Gordo. I mean, not really, because I did it in uh, standard grade English. So I mean I don't know I don't know <laughs> if anyone's uh, gonna be on that line. But yeah, so I, I really like a draw and I'm sure I've backed this game as a draw before I've tried to go back and find like if there was a cheat sheet by control F and going into the Patreon to try and find <laughs> Verona in there to see the last time I'd backed them but I couldn't see it and so I really fancy a draw between two teams right scrapping it out in the relegation places um, in the Sierra A so this is uh, Verona and Cagliari um, Verona 19th place 16 games played 11 points Cagliari 16 games played, 13 points taken. Uh, they're both not very good. Verona over the last um, few games though have been have been drawing. Um, so they had a 1-0, uh, they'd won each with Lazio two weeks ago, they'd three each with uh, Udinese three weeks ago and they'd two each with uh, Lecce four weeks ago in there. Um, Cagliari's form has been kind of odd in there. Um, they're not losing games by more than one goal. Um, they're not winning games by more than one goal. They've had two one, with the one exception of when they played a pre a mid season friendly against New Arese, uh, who are in the Italian Sierra D and one nine nil. But I feel that's a bit punching down, and it's not really that relevant to this game. Um, interestingly enough, and this is this is really why I like this game as a draw. These two teams play each other quite a lot. Um, when they when Verona play at home against them. If you go back to 1999 was the last time that uh, there was more than a goal in it. So wow. it's always nil-nil. The last two games, the last two iterations when Verona played at home were nil-nil and 1-1 in here. You've had quite a lot of Verona wins in there with 2-1, 1-0, 1-0, 2-1, when Calgary was it. This is 2004 we're going back to now. It's a game that doesn't lend itself to just massive amounts of um, kind of difference between the teams. I think it's going to be a draw. You'll get the draw in here at 94. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, Gordo and his draws. Not, uh, I'm just, I'm glad not that anything too surprising draws here. In here. I was hoping, I was hoping that you were going to be coming in with a, a draw, Joey. So I'll, I'll, I'll hear what you've got. Yeah, so uh, spoiling the surprise, I am not completing the draw, Trixie. Mm. Um, the books, the books might want me to, but I'm going to be smarter than the books this week. Probably not, but well, hopefully. Here's here's hoping. Um, my outsider this week is going to be Melbourne victory to win, but not just to win. Win plus both teams to score, and you can get that at four point six ish. So just over seven to two. Is um, this so a Melbourne Derby? Saturday. 
if you'd let me get to that point, yes. If you'd let him get to Derby. <laughs> I'd imagine that's where the so goals is, are coming from, Andrew. This is on Saturday at 8.45. And yes, Andy, this is a Melbourne Derby. Um, and so this is going to be a gut play on uh, based on how these sides have started the season. And I personally don't think that uh, Melbourne victory, victory versus city, I don't think victory should be underdogs in this spot. Given current form, I think we can sneak some value uh, thrown in both teams to score because at the end of the day, this is Australia. And why else would we be in Australia but for goal? Um, so Melbourne victory have seen both teams to score in six of their last seven league matches, while City have seen both teams to score in five of their last seven matches overall, including the AFC Champions League, as well as four of their six home matches this season. So that's kind of where that angle is coming into play here. But Victory are actually the only unbeaten team through eight matches this season. And granted, yes, it's it's eight matches. I get it. But there's only two other teams that have had just one loss. Um, so they're clearly in an upper echelon. And given the fact that they've drawn four of those eight matches, circling back to the beginning, I understand why this is priced so closely. And so the books are kind of leaning towards a draw. But Ultimately, Victory are just a much more complete side than City, and they've only trailed three times this season, while City have conceded three plus, well, not three plus goals, three goals in each of their last two home league matches. And in both of those matches, um, those home matches, Melbourne City, they trailed 3-1 and were able to claw their way back with some stoppage on goals. This this Victory side is way too good to let that happen. Um, I think this is going to be a, a bigger test and uh an improvement in the competition that they're playing which kind of leads into why they've been drawing so many matches and being able to come back in so many matches for melbourne city um and in looking at those draws for melbourne victory as well um one of those one of which at home was hurt by a red card they were one one at halftime they got a red card so that kind of nixed any chances of going for that win and then the other was against league leaders um so i'm not going to really hold too much against them. Ultimately, Melbourne Victory are the better team in this in this spot. And two point eight, I think it is for the straight up win. I was I was a little loose with my banker qualifications. So per Gordo's uh, outsider requirements, this doesn't quite meet the uh, the two to one. But I figured. I mean, it, this is Australia. This is a Melbourne derby. It'll be it'll be KG, but both sides are more than capable of scoring. And I think the big issue for City is they lost so many players, key players in the midfield and in attack. They still have Jamie McLaren, which is never a bad thing. But um, the guys I'm actually looking at are going to be Bruno Fornaroli for Melbourne Victory. He's just been insane this season. He scored 14 goals in like eight matches, at least 12 goals. And uh, Arslan, one of the new signings for uh, said he's got goals in three straight matches and four of his last five. Um, you could go Jamie McLaren. So I think that's kind of where the both teams to score comes into play, but ultimately I, I'm expecting victory to go up at least three, one. And then the city might come back to three, two, but I don't think victory are going to give this away. And this, this should be a convincing win for, for victory. I know this is a pretty long winded, uh, long winded, no, up, but ultimately I'm looking at three, two victory. Um, you can get that at 20 to one for the ultimate spice. We're, uh, we're following <laughs> our shot here. Three, two victory with Bruno Forroli and Arslan on the uh, score sheet. You can throw in McLaren as well and a Fornaroli brace, but you're getting more we'll, deranged. We'll keep things you're moving, sensible. You're moving to the, the surreal deranged <laughs> part here. Things are getting a little unhinged. It's uh, it's, it's my uh, my inner greedy bastard coming out. But uh, no, Melbourne victory win plus both teams to score. I, I I have a hard time seeing victory keeping a clean sheet in the spot, but ultimately they should have more than enough quality to really just blow this Melbourne City side out of the water. And they was looking at the. Uh, the outrights and they were i think 3.75 or something for to win the just the main win the league um not a bad not a bad shout because assuming they win this game that price will be a lot shorter so this is uh yeah eventually we got there melbourne victory win plus both score at 4.6 there you go then so three outsider picks a draw between wolverhampton wanderers and chelsea a draw between verona and cagliari and a melbourne victory victory with both teams to score in the Melbourne Derby. So Melbourne victory and yes in that market. 
Uh, if you fancy combining them all as a treble, it's 56.89 to 1. So you're getting really big odds on that. Um, and I'll be taking it as a Trixie. So we only need two out of the three to return a profit. Okie doke, on to the charity. We hit, we hit two in a row and then had a stumble last week. So we're back to the treble format. Pick from each of us. £10 of our own money on it. All the proceeds, all the returns, should it be victorious, will go to a charity we'll announce on the next show. Uh, to mimic Gordon, let's have a little bit of Shakespeare and see if you can find the word that I've added in here twice. I swear again, I would not back Queen's Park for all the world. <laughs> Weep not, sweet Queen's Park, for trickling tears are in vain. We're backing against Queen's Park. There's a little bit of Hamlet for everyone. Um, Queen's Park v Dundee United, Friday. 7.45pm in the Scottish Championship. Dundee United's fans not happy with performances of late. It was the reason I backed Rafe Rovers against them last week. They've now given up top spot in the league um, with a loss in that game. But this should be the perfect spot to bounce back. The main criticism is that we're not attacking enough and we're not creating enough chances because we're not putting out enough of an attacking lineup in order to be direct and really take the games to teams, playing out too much from the back. Um, but this is a game that we can, that Jim Goodwin can really go at and be a bit more direct because Queen's Park are now 12 games in a row without a win. Um, so he can try and silence some of those critics by going after this one. Dundee United, they're still having an excellent season. They're second in the table, 34 points from 15 games, scored 34 goals and only conceded seven. Um, so, but Queen's Park are really struggling this year. They're dead last. It's a 10-team league, so they're in 10. They've only taken 13 points from their 15 games, scoring 19 but conceding 32 goals. The sides have played each other twice uh, recently. Before that, you have to go back to like 1999, but they've played twice since 2022. Dundee United have won both those games 4-1, um, albeit they were both games at Tannadice, both home games for Dundee United. The trip to Hamden shouldn't phase them here. So this this game is played in the National Stadium, the fifth, the sixty thousand seater National Stadium, Joey, that you've been in. Will will host Queens Park, Dundee United, and a crowd of really, yeah, oh, wow. yeah, ridiculous. I know. Um, so you know we'll take we'll take a decent travelling crowd down on the, on the Friday night before Christmas, uh, uh, but they'll be like let. Full. Uh, Queens Park. They've only taken five points from seven home from seven home games in the league so far. Dundee United have picked up nineteen points from ten to perform a wee bit better away from home when we're not the team that has to, uh, you know, play in front of the home crowd and and do the passing and take the game to the other team. So I hated United last week. I really like them to pick up a win here this week, and they're eleven to twenty to do so. Nice, and that is the shortest away game that you can physically go to until Dundee United play Pollock in the cup I assume <laughs> yeah physically for me yeah I can walk to Hamden glorious what a day I'll have big day out tomorrow Thursday and then just straight back on it on Friday in the, the evening game um, away at Queen's Park it's going to be great times great times. glad you've done that wine training for yourself so, I know um, I'll move us to slightly more cultured surroundings for this uh, and Sampdoria um, so this is a, a game in the Italian Sierra B. We'll take a step down the division and a very much uh, a game that's at the start of the season I wouldn't know what to do with. Right now, it's very, very clear what's happening. So Sampdoria have dropped down. They got relegated last season. Um, they had an awful start to this season. Like They looked like they might get relegated again and then they remembered that they have some of the best players in the, the second division and then decided to play like a team that were, had just came out of Sierra A. Um, Feralpi Salo, the team that they're playing against, just got promoted <laughs> out of Sierra C, which is so hard, by the way, because there's like 30 leagues that you get. <laughs> Sierra D seems like a kind of Royal Rumble competition where uh, there's like 19 divisions and like you're based in your your regional standings you go into like an end of season tournament um but yeah Sampdoria have started the season very poorly but I've turned it around massively so they're second in the form table they've taken five uh they've taken 12 points from the last five games uh Feralpi Salo have taken four points from the last five games Feralpi Salo are dead last in the league um they've been pretty poor they've taken Obviously, 10 points from their 17 games. Again, 
theme of the uh, kind of banker and charity for us, 12, point, 12 goals scored, 31 conceded. Exactly oh. the same. Oh. <laughs> um, wow. Again, so leaky. So leaky at the back. Um, Sampdoria doing a bit better in there, having a, an exactly zero goal difference of 21 scored, 21 conceded. But they've done a lot more of their 21 scoring in the last few weeks than their 21 conceding. Um, if you look at the home, they've won their last four games on the spin, beating Lecco, Spezia, Palermo and Casenza. Um, for Alpicello's away form, not good uh, over the last five, taking two points uh, out of their last five games. And, and they came against teams that they'll be kind of juking out with at the bottom. Um, these teams have never played each other competitively. They've only played in pre-season friendlies. So they're, they're not really worth... There's been one... They've played three times uh, with Sampdoria at home. One Sampdoria win, one Sampdoria loss, one draw. So <laughs> nothing you can take from that. Um, but yeah, they could have easily been a banker. They're three to five for me. You know now why they're not a banker. Love um, it. <laughs> no, no, I love it. You missed a you missed an opportunity for another wee Shakespeare quote there, though. I only did one at standard grade, mate. That was it. I only know I the know, one. Oh, but yay! What did what quote could I have had? You, you, Fuck you, you suck. Which I believe was from the Merchant of Venice. Oh, I was, was that in there? Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think so. It's been a while since I read it, but you ah, know, maybe, yeah. maybe one of our listeners was glad by that. You know? I, I think that's word for word. Thanks, Joey. How are you rounding <laughs> out the charity bit, trip? Bit of bit of paraphrasing, yeah. Um, no, the only reason why that's not a banker for you, Gordon, is because you don't you don't dream big enough. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm not, the, I'm, not, uh, I'm, not letting, I'm not being drawn in by that 0.07% uh, or, 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 over the over my numbers. Do you remember when John Walker back over not 0.5 goal kicks in a game once? It was what was one to what thirty? To, no, it's one to five hundred. <laughs> Talk about an overcompensation, yeah. That's I mean, hey. I, and uh, to be fair, that is the bankerist of bankers. I, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's what that the teams play on that, though. It's, it's it's when you hope that both teams play absolute total football and have no like, it's just like it's just really playing game and keep away. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> just passing it back and forth. Uh, not nothing to see here. No. So my uh, my portion of the charity trouble. So rounding things out, I'm going to be in England again in the Premier League for. Fulham hosting Burnley. And so this is on Saturday at 3 p.m. and 3 p.m. And you can get the home win at 1.7 ish. It was at six to nine earlier, um, but it's kind of started drifting up a little bit, which I'm not mad about in the slightest bit. Um, 11th place Fulham host second bottom Burnley. And this is another good spot to just fade Burnley. Um, so while this is a fade of Burnley, more than anything. Fulham have actually been really solid uh, lately, winning four of their last six matches overall. And they've been brilliant at home with seven wins in their last nine home matches. Granted, one of those being a win in the cup where it was technically level at halftime and or at full time and then they won in penalties. But I won't hold that against them. That counts as a win in my book. Um, Burnley, they picked up a good 1-1 draw in their last away match versus Brighton. But they had lost six of their last seven away matches prior to that. So Fulham has scored three plus goals in three of their last four matches. Three of the last four home matches, winning five nil in back to back home matches, while Burnley have conceded three goals in three of their last six away matches, losing by two plus goals in six of their last 11 away matches overall. Um, I'm fully expecting Fulham to score at least three goals, and I don't think Burnley can really keep up with that. Um, they might get one one goal by chance because I was technically looking at this as a potential win plus both to score outsider. Um, but I think we found better value in that Melbourne Derby. Um, ultimately, I'm expecting a very convincing win for Fulham, and this should be as straightforward as it gets. Nice one. I love it. There we go. There's a charity treble for us all then. Wins for Dundee United, Sampdoria, and Fulham. Would turn ten pounds into forty-two pounds sixteen pence at bet three six five. So hopefully, Gordo, you will be able to announce on next week's show over forty quid going to charity of your choosing. 
that is it for this week's podcast. Uh, if you did fancy the twelvefold, it's the mega, all the picks, six thousand five hundred seventy-five to one. Always over, fancy the mega. Over thirty grand for a fiver. It'll happen. It will happen one day. We got one away, albeit there were only two of us two weeks ago. But we got one away. Let's try and okay. let's try and hit the full twelve. Why not now? Um. So yeah. Wonderful, gents. Anything that you would like to say before we wrap up this rather festive Christmas edition of the Trample Bet podcast? Um, I think probably. Did you mention your darts thing in the middle section, or did you mention it at the start? Because I think it's probably worth pointing out that you had a ridiculous shout in the the podcast. Oh yeah, jo- join the Facebook group, guys. Um, yeah, we did. We had a we had a really really good. Um... This Kelly as well with Lundstrom. Oh play. yeah, we had a really good weekend. Lundstrom in play to be booked uh, was a fantastic shout, three to one. Um, so I got on that, and then Manlock Leung against Van Veen in the darts. I put it up at nine to one. Um, he he threw away eleven set of darts in the second set, and went up to eighteen to one. And I know a few people got on him then, and then boom, there he was. Uh, so a couple of big winners in the Facebook group. Get involved, add in your own shouts, have a chat with us. Um, and our, our listeners, we're over 300 people in the group now, so great place to be involved in with other like-minded sports betting pals. Oh, good. Yeah, I think that's yeah. us. We're, yeah. re- we're ready no, for I'll, Christmas. Guys. The only thing I'd add would just be Merry Christmas to everyone, but yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that was coming at the back end of this. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Hope you have an absolutely uh, it's always a wee bit scant on actual Christmas Day for sports betting opportunities so it'd be nice to see in the Facebook group what anyone's bet on on Christmas Day itself maybe get maybe get some sort of coupon on the go uh, you know in honour of the little baby Jesus exactly <laughs> it tends to be a lot of the uh, the Middle Eastern games that kick off as well you generally get like some some lower league um I think it was it was Iraq a couple of years ago, or was it Iran, Iran that we had like? It might have been Iran. Uh, or Persepolis uh, were played someone like we were like. Uh, anyway, go in and have a look. It's always good to see the nine games that are on on Christmas Day. Wonderful, and enjoy the darts as well. It's a great time between Christmas and New Year for the darts. We will be back next week as always um, for for next week's show. The way that Christmas has fallen this year is actually quite good for the podcast. Uh, we, we get to keep to our regular schedule so we'll see you next week have a wonderful Christmas guys um, thank you so much for listening good luck for the weekend happy hunting bye the Trampled Bet podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn Gordon McLarnan and Gary Black part of the Sports Social Podcast Network find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network